Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblio Escapes and Discussion. Today, I have the great pleasure of being joined by photographer Vander Rolevska. I've probably pronounced that wrong. Um, my apologies to Vanda already. Um, I'm not going to edit this out because I don't edit anything out. But good evening, Vanda. How are you? Good evening, you. And don't worry about this. This is not a very easy, uh, easy name to pronounce. Vanda is just fine. Vanda's fine. We'll, we'll stick. We'll stick with Vanda going forward. But uh, thank you very much for joining me this evening. I'll blame the fact that I've got a bit of a cold on my bad pronunciation. It's going to happen eventually. But uh, yep, thanks very much for joining me. Um, and obviously, we're here to talk about your recent book, The Scenic Detours. Um, but before we get talking about your book, Vanda, it'd be great if you could give everyone a, a good introduction to your photographic journey. Uh, thank you very much, Ewan. And, and first of all, I'd like to thank you for inviting me. It is a real pleasure and an honour to be here. Pleasure. Um, and, and you're doing a great job with promoting photo books and, and photographers. Um, it is amazing. Um, so thank you very much for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so um, my name is Wanda Rolewska <laughs> and I come from uh, Czechoslovakia, or what it was. Uh, Czechoslovakia when I was growing up. Um, I don't come from, uh, um, uh, I have not got any photography um, uh, background in our family. Um, I don't come from a, um, from a family of artists or photographers. It kind of all evolved naturally. Um, cool. And it started with um, my first camera that my dad gave me. Um, as a lot of people say, and, and, and it happened to a lot of people, so it happened to me too. Um, I was a teenager at that time, and um, um, my dad never realised, and, and, and unfortunately he's not around to actually know how precious he gave me, um, because it didn't, he didn't give me just that piece of equipment, just that little uh, red Konica, Um but he gave me love for being outdoors and for exploring the world and, and actually seeing the world in a completely different way from what I was seeing. I, I suddenly got that sense of wonder back. You know, there's the sense of wonder you get when you are a little child yeah. and everything is wonderful. Everything you see for the first time is amazing. It's magical. Uh, and we lose it. When we're growing up, we just sort of lose it. But but suddenly this sort of, all this came back and is very important for me to keep it um, because that allows me to appreciate the life as it is and, and, and to appreciate whatever life gives me um, and wherever I am. Uh, so it's very important for me to never lose that sense of wonder. And, and that's what the camera gave me. Um, and then to start with, I, I was not worried about the technical parts. You know, I didn't know what the, what, what the aperture was or, or the shutter speed. I was just basically clicking about and, uh, and capturing the world around me. It was literally a snap happy camera. Uh, <laughs> and I still have it. Um, it's still here and it's still on my desk. And it reminds me of that magical moment when I started. Um, and then a few years later, I sort of had this thought, well, when I grow up, I will get myself um, a proper camera, you know, a proper SLR. And, and with horror, I realized that I already grew up. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was already in my, in my um, 30s, I think, I was almost 30. And I'm thinking, no, oh, my God, I do, I do have to get my camera, my proper camera, and I learn how to use it. And so I did. And uh, I got my first Nikon. Um, it was, I think it was Nikon F50 at that time. And uh, I finally learned all the technical parts. Um, and uh, I even um, had um, an old enlarger that my best friend gave me. Um, it was left after, after her husband uh, passed away. Um, so I had a bit of uh, ex uh, experiments with, uh, with actually um, developing my own um, photos, not the film. I, I didn't do that no, only later when my boyfriend got me a, a, a workshop and how to do it. So I learned how to do that. But that didn't last. I mean, it last, lasted a few years. But when the digital era came, I 
I was resisting for a while uh, and then I, resigned, I decided, no, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to try. And, and I must admit, I never, never looked back. Um, I know that the, the, the film cameras and, and, you know, the pictures from, from the film are different. They, they have got a different feel, they're different, uh, different emotions and they they different look. But, um, but this sort of the practicality and the easy... Um, the easy way of of um, producing the prints um, and cheaper way of producing the prints, um, just one against that. And so, I I use a digital camera. Um, so I am predominantly a landscape photographer, but I don't like putting myself into a pigeonhole. Um, I love uh, I love capturing. The, the, I love capturing the surrounding world and, and I see a lot of things. I don't see just landscapes. I, I started with the big landscapes and, and grand vistas uh, because that's what sort of takes breath away. Um, but um, I also look at details and, and I, I, I just love details. Um, and not just in nature, but also in, um, in cities. And... Uh, and um, it's yeah, not not just the details as well, and uh, capturing moments. Um, for me, it's just really important to to be in the moment and uh, the experience of being in the moment. And if I get a chance to capture it, that's a cherry on top of the cake. Yeah, um, brilliant. <laughs> that's pretty much it sorry for the introduction i think yeah absolutely fantastic and it's great to hear your journeys when i speak to so many people their experience of photography started when their one of their parents gave them a camera when they were when they were just a, a child and they went around taking pictures of it and most actually still have the same camera because of the connection they've got and the memories that it brings albeit most people have now moved on to fancier digital uh, cameras because that that's really how how things have how things have progressed. So it's great to hear that uh, yeah you've you've still got the film camera, albeit it's maybe not uh, maybe not used as often <coughs> as you would like. Um, but also it's it's great to hear you talk about just um, your love of the outdoors, but also the beauty of the natural landscape, but then also the urban landscape as well. Because I think some people forget how much beauty there is in cities. Um, and if, if the last two years has taught us nothing else, um, everyone's been busy exploring what's on their doorstep. And there's been some great projects and work that's come from people who have been uh, who have been trapped in in urban urban sprawl and have been out photographing some beautiful concrete monstrosities um, in, in beautiful ways. So it brings us on to your 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 new book, your first book, The Scenic Detours, um, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's um it's, it's just a, a phenomenal body of work that it's kind of a, it's been captured from all different parts, I believe. So I'd be really interested to know just, I suppose, the background to the project and, and how it came about. Was it something that you kind of started with this, with the scenic detours in mind, or is it something that came about as a result of going and, and, and taking some shots initially? Um, yeah, that the, the latter. Actually, <laughs> it, it was not. It was not something that I uh, set myself to do. Um, but uh, it kind of happened accidentally, or not accidentally. Um, as I said, I I uh, love and used to used to well used to love, but I still still love them. Although I don't capture as much as many of them, the big vistas and and the beautiful landscapes. And, and then I was always chasing the light, and I still do actually, chasing the lights and the sunrises and sunsets. And my, my favorite time actually is pre-dawn, uh, pre-dawn lights uh, and, and nighttime as well. Um, but, you know, when I, um, first time to Britain, um, I was, I remember it like yesterday, uh, it was about 30 years ago and I was on the ferry from, um, uh, from Calais to Dover yep. and uh, we were arriving just as the sun was rising and, and lighting the white cliffs of Dover and that did it for me. I just, it made me gasp 
and I just looked at it and, and that beautiful light on, on, on the cliffs. I, I just was smitten and then I fell in love. I, I fell in, and it was the, the love of the first sight. Oh, and then, then I started to explore the country a little bit more. And every time I explored it more, I, I fell in love even more deeply. Um, and a few years later, I got an opportunity to come here for a longer time and then to stay here eventually um, and become truly British. Um, and uh, I started to consider, and I consider actually Britain to be my, my home now. Yeah. Um, and uh, with that, I also um, started walking. I, I joined a um, hiking club um, with the company that I was working for, um, Xerox. And that was about 25 years ago now. And um, I met my boyfriend there. And, uh, and we realized that we share this passion for walking. Um, and we just carry on walking. We still walk. And all these pictures um, that are, or most of the pictures that are in the book were taken on our walks. Because um, what happens when you walk in, and especially when you walk in with somebody who is not as passionate about photography as I am, um, you don't have time to stop stop and to stand and stare and to set up your tripod to wait for the light yeah. because sometimes we wait hours for light. Yes. You can't because you're walking from A to B and you have to finish that walk. <laughs> um, it's, it's different when you go out on your own because you can meander and, and you can think, well, I, I don't really need to get anywhere. I'll just get wherever I want to. And as long as I bring um, a picture that uh, pleases me, that's fine. So on these walks, um, I just started to capture things that I noticed and I started to notice more and more of them. And, and they, they are just more ordinary views. Um, and I started to, to, to find, find out that there is a lot um, a lot to actually admire about these views. They might be a pile of rubbish for someone, but for me, um, they are intriguing, they're quirky, they can be funny. Um, I think the ones that I love most are those that are funny. I just love when I'm, I manage to make people smile or laugh, you know, and I say it's a bit ambitious, but uh, I, I, I just love that. That's very rewarding for me. Or when I um, can show people that they can see something beautiful, intriguing in something just ordinary and mundane. And um, it leads to something else. And it, it becomes more about life as well, because you appreciate more what you have. You don't long um, for things that you can't have at that particular moment. You know, I, I can't just go... Um, somewhere and take uh, a beautiful uh, image of a misty woodland or um, or a sunrise by the seaside. I am here and I am here and I am here now and I li I'd like to appreciate what I have now. And and that's what sort of um, um, ha what is happening when we go walking. Um, and it's also it has to do with the sense of wonder again. You know that you know I wonder I wonder at the wonder of it all, um, even if it's just a, a, a little bit of detritus that we, we leave behind as human beings in the, in the countryside. Um, sometimes it just fits there somehow. I don't know. I just see that. Um, yeah, it, it, as you say, you can be out wandering somewhere and, and there can be something and it just it fits perfectly in. It doesn't, you don't know why it's there or where it's come about, but it works. And I think it's, I must say, I, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed your book. It reminds me very much of Ian Sargent's The Ordinary Life, his, his set of books as well, which are based up in Scottish villages, towns and cities. And it is, it's, it's, it's about, it's about just about on the walk where you are capturing that moment in time. As you say, you can't go and photograph something that's not there, something that's not in existence, but you, you're still documenting you're, you're documenting what, what is real in that in that place at that time. Thank you very much, Ewan. I, I um, really appreciate that because I really love Ian Sargent's work. Uh, he's um, out of the ordinary and I missed those books. And I'm hoping that 
that uh, he's going to publish that best um, best off of, yeah. one day. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to get that because I do love his work. Um, yeah. I can relate to that. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but, but yeah, the, the, the collection of images you've put, pulled together, which come from all your walks, it's a, it's a wonderful plate, it's a wonderful set of work and they each tell their own story. That's why I also like about them as well. It's you know each of them. There's an there's an interesting story and a bit of character behind each of the shots when you're looking, particularly at some of the houses, um, some of them where there's the letter boxes that are sticking on the ends and ends of walls that have nearly fallen over. Um, again, it was it was it Martin Parr did his Scottish letterbox series, which again there's just these letter boxes all scattered around and in, in in really weird random places, but. It's it's capturing them, it's documenting them, and it is it's what's there at that given time. So, you, why try to shoot something that's not there? But actually, when you look at them all, they, they produce really interesting and really valuable bo- bodies of work. Particularly like the one with the one with the sheep and the no parking sign. <laughs> I think it's and, and the opposite is it's the caravan that looks as though it's fallen down a slope in the woodlands. Um, <laughs> So how, how, how long did you spend collecting these images? Because obviously it was something that wasn't started with intention, it was in mind. So I'm assuming you, you must have built this up for, for quite some time um, before you maybe thought, well, actually, there's, there's, something, there's something here that I'm, I'm enjoying doing and, and progressing even more. It's, it's been a few years, uh, Ewan, sorry. I, I can't really pinpoint exactly when it started because it, it came naturally to me when, yeah. when walking and noticing all these things. And, and one day, and I was actually, I think it was last year. Um, yes, it must have been last year when we were walking Green Sand Way. We, we did a lot of, uh, not a lot of, but um, a few long distance walks on the South Dance Way and the North Dance Way or Ridge Way. And um, Green Sand Way was one of them. And um, it was, we came across this scene in the woodland, which is actually in the book. Um, and uh, there are, there's a table with chairs. There was a table with chairs just in the middle of the woodland. Um, so it's almost like a dining our fresco. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I thought, no, I really need to capture that. And then I started to realise well, I have got a lot of quirky photographs like that that I, uh, that I um, collected over the years. I really have to put them together. I really need to put them together and um, turn them into a project and turn them into a book. Um, and I became obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and really enjoyed um, looking for those pictures on my hard drive and putting them together. Um, I, I actually really started to enjoy sequencing photographs. And I know it's not very easy and it wasn't very easy, but I loved the whole process of doing that. Um, it's almost like, yes, you're like you're telling a story and you, 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 want, you want those pictures to flow and, 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 and uh, sort of don't clash and, and work together because sometimes the pictures don't work on their own. Uh, they yep. have to be put with with another one together, and then then they make sense. Um, so that yeah, that, and, that was and, it. And, and also your work, I can imagine it being quite challenging as well, because while it's while it's a, a project as such, you're working with some very varied subject matters. There's there's it's not as though there's a there's a there's a consistent feel. One minute you've got a as I say you've got a sheep leaning against the post. The next minute there's a wee house with three gas canisters. Um, then there's a real couple of interesting walls and signs with church and uh, wish and tie tree. So to be able to to be able to bring them all together in a coherent way must must have been challenging um, in in the slightest. But I can imagine a, a good challenge at that as well because it begins, as you say, it makes you look at your own work in quite a pragmatic view. Some images work well as by themselves; others need some support around them. And 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 there's ones that don't work so well by themselves but it's part of a set really just enhance the whole sequence yeah and and also what makes it difficult is because they were taken over the years yeah so you suddenly put together pictures that were taken perhaps like five years um 
I don't know, there's a five years gap in between them or, or even more. Um, but they yeah, somehow work, you know, and it's, uh, it's like uh, there is a, um, a picture of a cat in front of the, uh, the fence. Uh, which was taken, I think, about um, a year ago. And next to it, there is a sign, Beware of the Wild Cat. And that was taken quite a few, about five years ago. And, and when I saw these two together, and I thought, yeah, they really do belong together. Um, and I was, uh, and th that moment with the cat was, uh, was amazing because we were just walking towards that fence. And the cat was sitting there really almost like angry and staring at us. And, uh, and I managed to take one picture of it and then it just skedaddled so quickly out of sight. <laughs> uh, it was lovely, lovely moment. And each of these pictures have, have got a, a lot of memories in them and, uh, and, and the story that uh, um, I, I have... Um, I have sort of engraved in money. So it is very special. That book is very special for me. Yeah, very good. And you you must be you must be delighted with it as delighted with the, the overall product as well. I think it's been beautifully, beautifully printed. The color reproduction is excellent as well. Because I think and I think it's important for for some of the subject matters in particular that the, the colors really come across and they, they come across beautifully well. Um, so how, how how did you how did you find did you do the whole sequencing and then obviously did the sequencing yourself but did you then do the design and the layout and everything like that yourself as well? Yes, yes, I did. Um, I uh, I must admit I was inspired by Ian Sargent's um, cover um, that he does for uh, for his zines. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So so that because. I am not a graphic designer, so yep. I thought I actually quite like that. Um, so I hope he will forgive me that I was inspired by him. <laughs> uh, so, so I designed the, uh, the the front, but the rest of it, I, I guess it's just a sequence of, of images um, that um, I was putting together. Um, um, the, the back cover. Well, um, again, that was actually the back cover was help um, was help um, was helped by my boyfriend Martin. I always run everything by him, and uh, and just sort of we put it together. And and a couple of a couple of double pages in here definitely he helped me with as well. Yeah. So it's sometimes really good to get somebody else who is not emotionally involved with uh, yeah. with the project or with the images. To, to give you uh, a sound advice um, yeah, but, but, uh, but it, it works when it works when they'll give you genuine feedback as opposed to a, a loved one who says yeah that looks great and because that it, it's what you need is actually for someone with an objective mind who you know who knows your work as well to, be able to say yeah I like this but this one would work in a yeah. different order or something like that because it's very easy for people to say, yeah, that looks great. And you think, well, that's really no use to me whatsoever because what I want is actually some constructive some constructive comments. But like you, I, I, I run my stuff, my work past my wife as well. And she sees it from a different perspective and other people see different things. And I think all that does is it enhances it, whether it just firms up what your views are and the way it's done. And you know, actually, well, I'm correct and they're wrong. That's, that's per perfectly valid. <laughs> but the same, by the same time, there can also always be just one or two small things that you don't actually see because you become so used to just looking at the images, looking at the sequence that you begin to miss out things. And it can just be a wee tonal difference between some of the images that doesn't it jumps out to someone else or or the subject matter is just maybe too obscure to work well together so i think it's i think it's invaluable to have a sounding board for for all the work that we do whether it's a, yeah. a large book or just a wee small seats a wee small set of work yeah i totally agree uh, and then there's the story behind behind the, the, the title as well yes yep <laughs> If you want to hear it, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's an. I, I, I can understand where maybe where there's the link to your walking. So I'm interested to hear what the story is behind behind the behind the title. Um, 
I, well, the first time when I thought of that, I, I thought about us calling it something like Chocolate Box Britain with a question mark. And yep. I thought, oh, I'm not really sure if it's right. So I always discussed that with Martin and, and we were talking and talking and we have got this sort of, sort of inner joke, you know, that, um, and it, it started, yes, it started when we did the um, Wild Atlantic Way in, in, in Ireland. Um, so we did it really um, um, to, you know, to the letter. So we, we, we got the guide and we drove to every single part that, uh, that the guide told us to. And, and quite often uh, it would just take us to um, nowhere. Uh, it would be just at the end of the road yeah. and, and a bit of a jetty and and, and a few um, crap pots, which were great for me because I love taking pictures of the details. But Martin would say, all that way for a diddly squat. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started to sort of call this um, scenic route scenic route to a diddly squat. <laughs> And uh, um, so, so it was supposed to be sort of the scenic route, but in the end, I thought mm, perhaps the scenic details, because it is usually just a detour from the from these beautiful scenes when you get yes. to a deeply squat. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very it's a very applicable title, particularly when you put it into context of of where you're photographing these when you're when you're out walking. It's it is it is literally probably just a wee detour from where, where wherever it is you happen to be and it's not quite diddly squat i would say in this instance there's a bit more bit more substance to the diddly squat in, in the work <laughs> that you're doing um, but obviously i know you work very much on on projects uh, this is this is your first book so has it given you inspiration and ideas for future projects do you see yourself making more books in the future, handmade books or, or more self-published books? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, making a book really um, is a you um, photograph, I, I believe. That, yeah. And working on a project as well, that you suddenly are not interested in a single picture. You yes. you actually feel that taking a single picture doesn't really do justice to um, place. Yes. And then you really want to capture a series. And then from the series, they come projects. And, and, and the natural end of the project is a book. Uh, I am obsessed with books. I love books. And I've always done uh, since my childhood. Um, my mum... My mum used to say, you know, you were such a good child, um, but, you know, you never had tantrums apart from once. And that was when we were passing a book and, and you really wanted a book. And I was trying to convince you, you've got so many books, you know, but no, I want that one, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so it stayed with me. Now I'd sort of go and buy it. You know? <laughs> um, so I definitely want to uh, want to self-publish um more books um and also i would like to learn how to make my my own books i'd like to start uh do making uh hats as well when i find times um i forgot to mention that this is not my job photography is not my job um i call myself semi-professional because i do sell prints and sell these books now and do talks um but my main income is somewhere else uh it's crack it's a uh, software developer so it's completely different yeah. from uh from um graphy yeah well that, um, that, that's so, it. yeah carry on and yeah so so when i find time hopefully i will find time to to learn how to make books but in the meantime definitely there is a plan uh to self-publish a couple more books um this fingers crossed this year uh one is about Prague um that's um that's really my passion my mum really told me how to love our capital and it is a beautiful city uh it is a breathtaking city and I um had 
a sample book printed um, and I, I definitely want to now uh, self-publish one. Um, that one was a little bit too expensive, but I just like to make it a little bit more accessible to people. And because I believe that books should be affordable for everyone definitely. or almost everyone. Um, that's one thing that I should be really. Uh, so some books that you, you get these days are totally out of reach. Even for me, you know, I, I just feel they're just far too expensive. Um, so I don't want to produce books like that. Um, so that that's that's Prague, and there's another one which I am finishing again. It's been a few years. Um, I've been working on this project for for a few years, and it's finally coming to an end, um, or at least semi end. <laughs> and uh, that there is <laughs> there is a plan to to finish it with a book or, or a surprise, actually a book set. And it's about the English seaside out of season. Lovely. Where I am now. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two two great projects there, and I think once you've once you've uh, published, once you've created your first book, I think you also take away some lessons that you can then adapt and and come forward with your with your ideas for your second and and third projects by the sound of things. So it sounds like you'll have a busy year. And I think for many of us, photog photography is a hobby. It certainly is for me. It's it bears no resemblance to what I do for a day job. Um, but I like it that way. For me, it's it's like a bit of an escapism, and it's uh, quite often just finding time to to get down and doing some photography. It's easier said than done these days. Um, but no, it's uh, it, it's finding the time. Handmade books as well, I, I find very therapeutic. Albeit I've not made them for a long time, so um, hopefully over the next few months i say that every couple of months hopefully over the next few months that maybe changes and actually find some time to do some work um because it is it's really nice and it is it makes me think about my photography differently i don't look for single individual shots anymore because it's it's looking for a project or a series or a set of of set of images which i think gives more satisfaction to me certainly and i think maybe to other people as well yeah yes yes and and it's sometimes so hard to focus on one project because I have got so many ideas and so many projects that I am actually working on. But sometimes I just put that aside and, and work on something else. And uh, Martin, Martin always says, just please finish one project before you start another. But it's so hard. It's really hard to do because you just can't help yourself. And sometimes you get to one place and you see, so many that would fit in so many other projects um that is uh, yeah it's difficult but, uh, but it's pleasurable at the same time just uh, enjoy this kind of work absolutely you can always add to them and, and a book just captures a moment in time there's plenty there's a few quite a few people i've spoken to who the book captures this moment in time that's not to say that they won't continue on and produce future work in this project um, or whatever it is they're working on but at some point you kind of just draw a line under that and, and you move on and you can continue adding to it but the pressure's off um, as, as such you, you've kind of reached the end as you say you're you're working on your project which will be it won't be a full stop it'll be a semicolon and it might be something that you return to in the future and it might not necessarily be yeah. a same big body of work but it it could be a small a smaller set a smaller series and people do lots of different things it doesn't need to be 50 60 pages of images it could be a small 15 page zine or something like that just as a as a wee kind of top up here's 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 part two so to speak that's right yeah, <laughs> but uh, obviously, part part of what uh, part of part of the podcast is to understand uh, what photo books inspire you, um, not just your own book. So I'd be delighted uh, if you could share a selection of your favourite photo books from other photographers. Are they frozen? Oh, hold on. You there? I've, it's frozen here. Hold on. <laughs> so yes, as part of as part of the podcast, Vanda, I'm always really interested to hear what 
books from your own collection inspire you. So it'd be great if you could share three, four or five of your favorite photo books from other photographers. Yes, that was a very difficult question. And I know that everybody else feels the same way uh, because I have got so many uh, favorite photo books and I could be talking all night about it. So I, I did eventually <laughs> chose five um, and uh, hopefully they sort of represent that, that what, what I really love um, and why I love um, the photo books that, that I buy. Um, so the first one, it had to be one by uh, my favorite photographer, photographer Josef Sudek. Um, he um, he was a um, photographer, a photographer who was mostly known by um, photographs of Prague. Um, but he didn't just take photographs of Prague. And um, there is a book um, that was published um, in two thousand and nineteen. Um, called The Intimate World of Josef Sudek. It was uh, published um, to accompany a, uh, an exhibition in Paris um, um, that year. Unfortunately, I missed that exhibition because I didn't know about it. And I only found out about the book uh, about a year ago. Um, so it is out of print at the moment, but I managed to get it on eBay, um, which was, thankfully, um, it was great. Um, and it's a collection of... Um, of his photographs from different projects um, that he, or different series that he worked on. Um, he is my inspiration, not just photographically, but also as a person. Um, I admire his, uh, his inner strength um, um, to, um, to believe and to hope in um, in the light, in the darkness, and and his never-ending optimism. Um, he he has a gift of finding light in the darkness, and um, not everybody is capable of that. Um, um, he he has got a gift of finding hope in despair. Um, he fought in the war, and he lost his right arm, um, and. Uh, what he said was, um, well, it could have been worse. I could have lost my head. Uh, and you can't, you just yeah. can't imagine that, can you? you can't, I can't even imagine losing my right arm. Um, and um, see, this was actually the point when he started to take photographs. He was a bookbinder originally, and then he started to take photographs because he couldn't go back to his um, his original, um, uh, original job. Oh. And uh, so here he, he is, you know, this, this um, wonderful man who, um, who lived through um, two most difficult and darkest moments in our history, like First World War and the Second World War. He lived in Prague, who was, that, that was occupied by Germans, um, and, and, and the, they, they actually threw the whole country into, into a complete darkness. When, and, and here is this man who, who finds light in, in a flicker of one single lamp yep. illuminating that darkness and, and, and that hope that the light eventually prevail, will prevail. And, and here I am, you know, complaining about weather conditions, you know, for yeah. my project I need bad weather. Uh, but uh, there's bad weather and bad weather. And suddenly, you know, I want some atmosphere. And yes, I got a lot of atmosphere. I got so much atmosphere that I got soaked thrown <laughs> over. And, uh, and, and suddenly it's, it's the wrong kind of bad weather. Yes. And you just cannot compare it to what this man actually achieved and what, what he believed in. Uh, and that's why he is, uh, he is my hero. Um, and his images uh, reflect all that. Um, his um, romantic and melancholic style is um, is just very unique and unique to him. Um, and 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 all the, his belief and his hope actually comes out in his images, and not just in his images of Prague or the the landscape images uh, of uh, of the of Bohemian uh, countryside. Um, but also in his still life. Um, 
during the war, the Second World War, he started to photograph um, his studio. The, his, his window became his canvas. And yep. so he took pictures of still lives um, and also pictures through the window. And that was his connection to the outside world. Um, they are phenomenal. Um, I, I must admit that the book is just beautiful. Brilliant. So, sounds fantastic. I will t- I'll take a look and see if I can find it on eBay. Hopefully, yeah. It, it wasn't even terribly expensive. It was sort of, um, yeah, it was affordable. <laughs> good. Always good. <laughs> um, the second book I chose is, um, I'm not really sure if it's very well known, and I, I don't even remember how I ca- came across it. Uh, some some time on uh, on Google, and it, it's a it's a little book by a French uh, photographer, right. um, Aurelia Frey, uh, and the book is called Delecta. Um, and the background to this book is that this photographer Aurelia Frey was inspired by a novel written by Honoré de Balzac um, called uh, The Lily of the Valley. She spent a couple of months in uh, Balzac's museum uh, and uh, she was inspired by the novel, she she read the novel, which is about, um, uh, which was was written about a heroine called Henriette, but her nickname was Delecta. Delecta comes from Latin and means beloved or, or the loved one. Uh, Honoré de Balzac actually called her um, Delecta because he called his first love Delecta. And there is a parallel between uh, his life and the novel that he wrote and, and uh, the images that Aurelia Frey took. Um, both women were married and in love with somebody else, um, were married unhappily and, and love, in love with somebody else. So, um, um, and yet in the, um, in the uh, um, novel was in love with, with another man, but she stayed pure and she, um, um, she refused to commit adultery because she was married. Uh, and and she wanted to stay um, faithful, yeah, um, yeah. but she died. Um, un- she she died unfulfilled. Her, her love was unfulfilled, and you could argue also that her life was unfulfilled because she was not happily married. Yeah. Um, her last words were, "Is it possible that I die? I will have not lived." Um, and. Um, Aurelia Frey was so touched by that story that she decided to put the story into um, a book of photographs. So um, it's a, it's a very sad song uh, or poem, um, and it, it's just a, she just imagined that she um, was capturing the last moments of Henriette's or Delecta's uh, life. Um, and she just captured little details, um, details of, of paintings or still lives, um, bedspreads or, or curtains, or the countryside, the surrounding countryside and the flowers. And, and the book is also beautifully printed and it has little inserts oh, with the flowers that, that Aurelia collected and then photographed. And they almost, they put it on this sort of translucent paper um, and, and that's just really a wonderful, wonderful book. Beautiful. Very sad, but really wonderful. Yeah, very look, much. looks really nice. <laughs> and, a, a very, as you say, beautifully done and beautifully constructed. Just some nice, some nice touches there that just add to the add to the story and add add to the atmosphere of the work as well. When there's that, when there's that connection to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really recommend that book. Um, and again, it's very affordable. I can send you a link where you can get it from. Well, um, it was published by a very small French publisher and they were curious how I found them because they said, we, we're just very small publisher. Oh, that would and, be good. Yes. And I, I couldn't answer that question because I didn't, didn't know how I found them. <laughs> uh, but I'll send you a link to that. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, 
Another book that is very emotional um, is by American photographer Maura Sullivan, and right. it's called Things We Remember. And again, it's just, it's just one of my recent acquisitions. Yep. And it's, a, it's a book of portraits, uh, black and white portraits, but they are not just black and white portraits. They are very dreamlike um, and um, they're very imperfect, um, but that imperfection adds to the emotions that that Maura um, tried to express. Um, it's, it's a beautiful narrative and, and beautiful insight into somebody's inner world. Um, they the, the portraits are not always um, are not always just face. It could be just a part of the face or a part of the body. Oh yeah. And every every picture tells a story, or you can actually interpret that story the way you want. Um, and uh, it's. Uh, it's almost like a film noir style. Okay, yeah. Um, they're very grainy. They could be quite blurry. Uh, she uses mirrors and reflections, uh, windows, window lights, light, uh, a lot of light, and they are charged with emotion. All these, um, all these images are just charged with, with a lot of emotions, be it sadness, loneliness, or. Uh, mystery or anger even yep. um yep. wonderful wonderful fantastic yeah <laughs> so, so they do they do look incredibly emotional and atmospheric shots yes yeah they are they are and it, it's a joy to sort of leaf through the book it, it's always like going through a narrative and yep. uh, and stories different stories of different people so not that not ordinary portraits definitely yeah. not Quite nice, beautiful. <laughs> um, another book I chose is you know it very well, Sig Harvey, uh, Blue Violet. Yep. I have loved Sig Harvey's work for a long time, and uh, I could not afford to buy one of her books because they are out of print and they really expensive. Yes. When she released uh, Blue Violet, I thought, no, I'm going to jump on that and I'm going to get it as quickly as I can before it gets sold so, out again and uh, and again it's just a celebration of everyday life and, and they are snippets of uh, of natural world or a human world of, of every she just finds magic in everything that she sees yeah uh, and, and that really speaks to me because um it, it goes back again to the sense of wonder that I don't want to lose. So again, they're little vignettes uh, and, and, and she plays with colour and light and however she does it. And also the combination with the words, because I've always um, loved a written word, whether it's poetry or literature. Uh, and I think that um, both uh, photography and art um, really goes well with with words and she combines them very well and and yeah um yeah it's it's a wonderful book even just for the end papers that the boldness of the <laughs> color is just wonderful but yeah i missed out in the first edition but i managed to pick up pick up a copy of the second edition because as you say some of our old books are very very expensive to buy yeah. but but beautiful and really really nice and as you say combination of words and images it works really really well Yes, yeah, it does. Um, and the last book I chose uh, is by a couple, a Spanish couple. Um, I'm sure you know them, um, and I hopefully will pronounce their name correctly. Uh, Albaran Cabrera. Um, oh, yes, yep. And uh, I love them. I've got actually quite a few of their books because I'm a bit obsessed with them. <laughs> um, but the one that I chose was Des Oiseaux, The Birds. Uh, which was published by a French publisher, Xavier Barral. Yep. Um, and it's, it, it's uh, a part of a, of a collection of books uh, yes. called Des Oiseaux by different uh, photographers. I, they're not the only one. This is not the only one that I have uh, and then I love, um, but I chose that one because I do, do love them as photographers or as artists. And, and again, it's a... Uh, 
it's a celebration, celebration of, of landscape and birds in the landscape. Um, what I love is they, they use different techniques. Uh, they even, looking at the pictures, I think they also uh, use, uh, combine different images together, um, perhaps double exposure, or I'm not, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how they achieve all that because I think they do everything on film. Um, but it, it is like walking through a dream, a sort of dream landscape. Um, and the birds might not be, um, might not take up the whole frame. Uh, they might be just a little spot somewhere in the frame, but the, the, the images are so well composed that you're drawn to that one speck in, in the frame, but everything else just works together. Um, and all the colors and, and the techniques that use, they use um, are amazing. Yeah, it's a great. It's, I, I don't have that book. I've got a couple of books from that series um, because it's a it's a wonderful body or it's a wonderful series of books that uh, um, Atelier EXB have produced. Um, I think Michael Ken has got one. Um, Penty, I can't pronounce the surname. Yeah, Penty's. That's the one. That, I, I've yeah. got both. Michael Ken and Penty Salamanti. Yeah, or yeah that. Like yeah, that. I love that. I love that too. It's. Um, beautiful books i think when i when that one came out i again missed the first edition and it was selling for about 250 pounds a copy and then thankfully they announced the second edition so at that point it was 35 quid or 35 euros whatever it was but yeah. Uh, but yeah it's it's a great it's a great series and there's there's loads of them there's quite a few now that they've brought out over the past few years um all with the all with a similar theme of the birds and it's just it's just great looking through some of some of those collections of books. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, but that that's a fantastic selection, Manda. Um, some new names for me to go and research. Probably a few new <laughs> names to buy some books of. Um, uh, yeah, which is always either good or expensive. Um, sometimes can be both. Sometimes it can be both. Um, but uh, but no, it's it's great just to hear your connection and what books inspire you obviously going back to going back to your hero in terms of photographing the Czech Republic in particular we'll always have we'll always have strong connections to it but it's, it's interesting just to see Sigar, Sig Harvey and a bit of portrait photography in there as well um, when you maybe class yourself predominantly as a landscape photographer and I, I think it just shows how I'm, I'm the same I don't shoot people at all but I can I still admire and enjoy um, looking through good and interesting portrait photography, um, so yeah, it's it's always wonderful to hear what people what people in, are inspired by and what their recommendations are. So thank you for that great selection of books. Um, and on that note, Vanda, all it leaves me is to say thank you very much for your time this evening. Apologies, I've a bit of a cold at the moment, so I've I've felt better in life, but I'm not too bad. But uh, thank you very much for your time this evening, Vanda. It's really been a pleasure chatting to you about your work. Um, and your books and, and your future projects. And I'll look forward to seeing uh, your books later on this year because um, I think it sounds like you've got a couple of good projects in the finishing. Thank you very much, Ewan. It was my pleasure, actually. It was really great. Thank you. Um, Glad you thank enjoyed you for it. including me as well. Oh, I enjoyed it. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you very much, Vanda. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye.